Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Missa Kate. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show and to learn, you know, a little bit about you and your character, your history, you know, your future goals, stuff like that. So um, let's get started with these questions. Um, so Missa Kate, so uh, first question, um, what inspired your character and your name? Ooh, so we'll start with the name. So my real name's Melissa, but Missa is actually my nickname that just like my family called me. Um, and then Kate came from my middle name, which is Kathleen. So yeah, and my aunt used to always call me Missa Kay. And just like one day I was just like, you know, obviously you got to think of like a ring name or whatever. And I was just, when I was debuting, I was just like, oh, Missa Kate. I was like, that's it. That's, it. that's how we're going. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of how that came about. Um, as far as character, I mean, uh, that's still in the works. Um, I kind of don't have like a set character. I'm just kind of being me as far as like wrestler me, I guess. But um, definitely a lot of inspiration comes from Lita. Um, of course, uh, Lita and Cena are my top two. So I think you'll see a lot of influences of that mixed with some Jeff Hardy, maybe some China stuff. Um, but yeah, around that, around that realm, that's those main people, I guess, are the main influences. Okay, yeah, I mean, Lita, she's, you know, she was one of my favorites growing up. I mean, because back in the late 90s, women's wrestling wasn't really a big thing, but she was still one of the female, you know, one of the women who really, like, got your attention. She was different. She wasn't your model, like, I'm out here to be sexy. She's, like, she's out there to kick butt and, you know, just be a punk rocker or whatever you want to say. She's, she's like, like, but I'm still here to kick ass, sort of, like, you know what I mean? Where she's like, oh, I don't have to flaunt it, sort of, Yeah. But, um, yeah, just her being a tomboy and whatnot, like, that's, like, how you just said, she was different than the other girls. She wasn't the blonde, like, I don't say blonde bimbo, but that's how a lot of uh, characters are portrayed. So she was, like, the fiery redhead that, like, got in there with the guys and, like, wasn't scared of anything, pretty much, you know? Um, so, yeah, that, obviously that, me being a tomboy growing up and not being on the girlier side, I gravitated towards her. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you can succeed in WWE and not, you know, be blonde, that that really shows a lot because that's what, you know, traditionally they like. They like the, you know, the people they put out on the red carpet, the posters and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, she was, you know, just something else. Same thing with China because you mentioned her as well. She wasn't blonde as well. She was different. You know, she was, you know, the muscular, strong, um, you know, female. My dad actually had, like, a big crush on her back when we used to watch wrestling together. So I remember I from that. Finding out now, like a lot of pictures on there, and I had no idea. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a kid, so I, you know, I obviously was like, ew, cuties yeah. kind of thing. But like, yeah, yeah my yeah. dad always like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. you know, yeah, she like because of her like, and that's what gravitated me towards her because I'm like, I was always because I was the tomboy, but I was I got into like sports and stuff young, and I had older guy cousins growing up, so like being like the strong chick was kind of like me growing up so that's why she influenced me as well because she was just like she was like still feminine but she was still like a brute so 
And like a side note about that too is like she was at an independent wrestling event that I was at um, just a few months before she had passed away. And she was like a like they announced her being there like last second. It was like literally that day. So and I was really tight on money, so I didn't bring enough money to like go to her table and buy like an eight by ten and stuff like that. And I just like I really wish like I would have just like found somebody because who would have known, you know, a few months later. So that was really tragic and yeah. and all. But you know, she did come out, you know, during the event and um cut a promo in the ring. So that was really cool. I still got some pictures on Facebook from this. I thought that was, you know pretty cool that I got to see her, especially her being one of the childhood favorites and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, at least you got to have that experience. That's awesome. Exactly. So um, now I want to go a little bit, you know, back a little, you know, because usually my first question is what inspired you to become a pro re- professional wrestler. But I, you know, if I get really excited and learn about the character, sometimes I throw that question there first. So now let's start from the beginning. So what um, inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Um. Kind of just like, uh, what did, uh, Lita, I mean, just seeing her, like, that was, like, it for me, because the first match that I saw her in was, um, it wasn't even, she was managing Edge at the time, um, it was Edge and Matt Hardy for a ladder match, and the loser lost, or the winner wins the contract to stay on Raw, and the loser, you know, nobody knew what happened to him, but Matt ended up going on SmackDown, um, but yeah, just, like, watching that, and, like, that was, uh, I always say that's my second first match that I've seen, but, um, yeah, that, like, seeing that and, like, watching her get in there, like, the ladders and all that stuff and not really caring, and I was just like, oh, she's, like, so cool. She's just like, yeah, you know, we're doing this thing. I want to do it, too. I want to be a part of it, so, yeah, I was just like, I'm hooked. I'm like, that's my girl from this point on. <laughs> See, I remember growing up being, like, terrified of the idea of being a professional wrestler because I thought, like, everything was legit real. Like, I thought Undertaker was the meanest, you know, on the planet. I thought he was really who he was, the character-wise. That's how real I thought it was as a kid. So I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not going in there and, and, you know, getting buried, you know, buried alive by Undertaker and getting set on fire by, you know, this person. It it was really intense, you know, um, know, growing up in, like, the Attitude Era and stuff like that. Um. If I, you know, I kind of wish I would have, you know, at a younger age actually like gotten into like, you know, at least trying to train and stuff like that because mm-hmm. MCW was like 45 minutes from me and they trained. So I really wish I would have had that opportunity. But yeah, like um, a, lot, I, I, a lot of inspiration does come from you just like watching it and being a fan and you kind of wanting to be like your heroes. And also, I think that's uh, really cool. And um. I have to ask, too, because, you know, I noticed you have a nickname on um, Chicago Sweetheart. So uh, where did that come from? Um, I just blurted it out. <laughs> um, no, they, uh, I had somebody ask me, you know, like, I think it was for my first match, too. And um, you have, like, the announcer, whoever's uh, announcing you to go out there, you know, oh, what's your moniker? And I was just like, uh, Chicago Sweetheart. I always <laughs> wanted something to be, like, Chicago interpreted. And um sweetheart just kind of came from like I I know me and I'm like sarcastic so I like the contrast of saying sweetheart and me still being a sarcastic asshole in a sense so yeah so I was always like as long as it's Chicago related that you know I'm good but that was definitely like one of the ideas that because you know growing up we all like have our little scrapbooks oh I'm gonna be this character and I'm gonna be this person and once I got closer to my debut date, uh, I was like trying to test out different monikers, and that was one that was on there. 
and I guess that's the one that I blurted that's the first one that came to mind so I was like there you go <laughs> I, I like it it's really catchy and it, it, it's something that can go kind of both ways between a face and a heel because you think of like a sweetheart as a nice person but then you could use it in like a sassy way mm -hmm. too so I think that's a really cool name and um speaking of like Chicago and all I don't know if you're you're like a big sports fan but my dad's a big Chicago Bears fan so we actually went to Chicago back in like 2003 or something like that to watch one of their football games so and I thought it was it was really fun like the you know you city of Chicago like What's up? You remember who you played? Uh, it was in Minnesota. Oh, it was in Minnesota. Oh, duh. Hello. Yeah. Uh, well, it, uh, it was in – well, the game was in Chicago, but they were playing the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm a big Minnesota Viking fan, and my dad's a Chicago fan, so the only way we could actually watch a Bear or Viking game is to go down there. But, um, yeah, we did go to Minnesota once, too, and watch the Bears play them there. But, yeah, the city of Chicago is beautiful. Like, I really liked it. You know, it was um, mm -hmm. it was fun. I told him I wanted to make it, like, a yearly thing, but that never happened. That was the only time we went. But it's a nice city down there. Um, I, I, Good food as well. Oh, my God, yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm so obsessed with food all the time. I'm like surrounded by it. Anytime I go anywhere else, um, like if I, I've been to, I was just talking about this too. Um, there's no pizza like Chicago pizza. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I remember going to Boston and uh, they had like a New York style pizza or whatever. I was just like, dude, am I eating like cardboard and like tomato paste? Like I was just like, oh, what is this? But yeah, like I'm, Oh, Chicago's freaking uh, obviously people from New York are probably gonna be like no no that's not true uh, but no Chicago's amazing like I'll always say like Chicago's the best city I mean like yeah we have our faults every city has their faults but um yeah I mean it's just there's well once it's open there's never something not to do like even in the winter I know it sounds crazy but you have people that are running on the lake or um just uh, you know to have the nice view as they're running or there's I don't know there's there's so many things to do down here but yeah it's fun it's it's an awesome city you're never going to be bored yeah I know it, it seemed like there was a lot to do we were only down there for like just like two nights so we could only do so much but yeah it, it's a city I would definitely like to revisit um I don't remember having their pizza I don't think I did I remember like when I went to New York a year ago it was like a big deal for me to try their pizza which was good but it wasn't the kind of pizza I wanted I wanted to get it from like the street not like going yeah, yeah. to like an actual restaurant, but yeah, like uh, their pizza was great. And now that you talk about Chicago's pizza, I was like, I really want to try that now just uh, mm -hmm. to see if um, it is as good as you say it is. Oh yeah. You got to go to Giordano's when you come here. That's like the main or not the main, but it's one of like the main pizza places over here. Okay. So I'll make sure I remember that next time I go to Chicago, like I'll rewatch this video just to remember the pizza place and I will try it out. And if I don't like it, I'll be very mad at you. If you don't like it, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I don't think I've ever had pizza that I didn't like. Because I'm not a picky person in general. But, like, yeah. I'll get, like, the $2.50 whole pizza at Aldi's, yeah. and I'm fine with it. Like, Yeah, no, exactly. Pizza. I'm the same way. No, I like, the, I like frozen pizza, too. It's just I don't – I never thought I would have bad pizza. Because I'm like, it's pizza. How can you mess that up until I went to the East Coast? And I was like, oh. That's how you can mess it up. <laughs> so. Yeah, Boston. If any place would have bad pizza, it would be Boston. I do not like, you know, they're sports fans because they're Red Sox yeah. fans. I'm a Yankee fan, so. Um, oh, okay. My stepdad's from Boston, so I'm, like, part Boston sports fan, so Red Sox, Patriots, all that stuff. Uh, were you mad that Brady won then because you're a Yankee fan? 
Honestly, I do not. It's the Red Sox that I don't like. The Patriots, I've never had an issue with. I did not like Bilicek. I will say that. I do not like him. But I've always loved Brady, and I was so happy when he won the Super Bowl for the seventh time. Like He's the GOAT, and I love and respect him regardless of any kind of hate he gets. Did you see the video of him like trying to throw a Lombardi trophy from boat to boat? Well, he didn't try. He did it. But... <laughs> No, I did not. I heard he did something recently that people aren't really happy about. Yeah, well, because you uh, – I don't know if you're familiar, but, like, Brady's pretty, like – again, we don't know him personally. We only hear of what we're told of him. But um, supposedly he's not, like, a big drinker or anything like that, and he just got trashed because it's, like, his seventh Super Bowl ring, and that was, like, his goal and dream, I guess, to get seven rings. And, um, yeah, he was just – there's two videos. There's one of him – throwing the Lombardi trophy to the boat behind him to his I'm hoping wide receivers because if they were linebackers I would not be trusting that but <laughs> um they caught it they caught it everything was fine um and then the second video was of pretty much a security guard like pick like not picking him up but like carrying him by one arm and like Brady's all like ah. but he has like a giant smile on his face and stuff which is that's nice but I was just like Maybe a little, a little too many shots there, Brady. Dial it back, Tom. <laughs> exactly. Like, and he's the last person I have a picture getting drunk. I know he's like a super, like, health freak and yeah. stuff like that. And that yeah. Tom Brady getting drunk. I mean, wow. Right. I, I, it wouldn't have been too, too surprising if he was retiring, but I know he wants to go a few more years. So I was like, you know, he's kind of breaking his little diet thing there. But um, yeah, Maybe he deserves he it, though. I, I'm saying it right now. He's gonna get ten rings, and then he'll retire. I want him to get ten rings. Like that—that's mm -hmm. three more years. He wants. I know he said he originally wanted to play till he was forty-five, and now he's apparently considering playing past that, which oh. is just mind blowing. Like no one has ever even been a starter at the age of forty-three. So like what he did is just like crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. So um. Now, my next question, so I guess since we were talking about football, so I, we might as well kind of stick around this. So um, what's a non-wrestling-related thing about yourself that you're proud of? It could be like a hobby, an interest, or something that you've accomplished in your life, like anything you would want to share to the fans. Um, I'm artsy. I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm like a good artist, but I like, I'm, I like being artsy. I've uh, – if you creep – way back on my Instagram, I made this like little, I painted this little uh, Chicago picture, of course, of, um, it's like the bear symbol with like Chicago Cubs and like Blackhawks and stuff. Like I just merge, you know, they have the t-shirts where they merge all the teams together. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I painted. But um, I like doing that stuff on the side, like crap or like anything like creative. I just always, I like being, which is why I'm in wrestling, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Like anything creative, I always have fun with. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I, could, I could never, like, as much as I try to draw and stuff like that, I could never just, like, be good at it. Like, I was always horrible. Like, I had these weird little doodles that I used to do when I was younger, and that Aww. was about it. Like, I could not for the life of me do it. I just don't have the concentration. I don't know what it is, like, what kind of skill you need to be good at drawing, but I just never could, you know, do any of that. And, yeah, there's this uh, girl, Jen, that I train with. Uh, hey, Jen, if you watch this. Uh, <laughs> um she's a tattoo artist here in Chicago she's so good and I'm just like how you were just saying like how do people have the patience and stuff like 
for me to like sit down and get like artsy I know it's not a tattoo but I'm like I have to be like in the mood because otherwise if you tell me just to go draw I'm just kind of like I don't want to right now <laughs> <laughs> but um uh that's that's when the magic happens is when you actually care of course um but no like Jen she'll like sit and she'll like talk about how she's done tattoos for hours and stuff and you're I'm just like how do you just sit and just like shade like one spot for like an hour like I would just I'd be like I sorry I you gotta find somebody else to finish your tattoo I need to go eat or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's insane yeah, especially to be a tattoo artist, like, because you cannot mess up, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's confidence, right, that you need a lot of confidence, you know, to yeah. do something like that. Uh-huh, 100%, I would never be able to, I'd be too nervous that I'd screw it up. Yeah, I know, even if I knew I was good at it, I would still be so scared, because that one little mistake is, that's yeah, permanent, yeah. you know. Right, and that's why I'm like, I, everyone's like, oh, you don't have tattoos yet, I'm surprised, Um, but I haven't had, I haven't gotten a tattoo yet, because, one, I'm so indecisive, so I'm like, one second I want this, and the next second I want that. So, um, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to regret something or like have it be screwed up, but I'm like, that's on me permanently. So I'm like, I don't, and then to get it like taken off, it, I heard it's just as bad as having it put on. And I'm just, it's a process. I'm like, I, I have to like really, really want a tattoo. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't even, yeah, I couldn't even imagine trying to draw it, but yeah. Yeah, like, um, when I was in my, like, early 20s, I had a friend who was getting, like, a new tattoo almost every week, and he was doing it mm-hmm. primarily just because he thought it was cool to have a whole bunch of tattoos, like, he wasn't really putting much thought to it, and, like, I don't talk to him anymore, so I kind of wonder if he regrets any of them, but, yeah, like, I got a few, and they all have some kind of meaning to it, so I figured mm-hmm. you really can't regret something if it has some kind of meaning to it you know so that's how I look at it um I haven't gotten any and oh my god almost 10 years and I I want to get another one but I'm like you know what I really want to make sure that you know it's something I like because I'm a little older now and I know that my I'm afraid of my like I won't be able to take the pain because I know the one tattoo I got it took like two hours I I'm just fainted like I got so warm (laughs) and stuff like that it it wasn't fun (laughs) That's my thing too. I mean, like I'm very jittery, so I'm like I don't think I'd do well in a tattoo chair. <laughs> yeah, it just it depends where you get it to. Like I got one on my back, and it 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 will it'll like cause like a nerve the like a nerve pain in other parts. Like I got it like a pain in my elbow when I was getting it in my back. I was like, oh, this is really like uncomfortable. Like it, it sucks. Yeah, thanks. I'm really looking forward to getting mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It, it, I think you'll be fine. I mean, you could take all them bumps in the ring and all. I think you that's could take fair. a tattoo. That's, yeah, watch me and then people think that. And then I'm just like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'd be so sad. I'd be like, make sure this is never filmed. No one ever sees this. I wanted um, my girlfriend at the time, I wanted her to film it, but the tattoo artist wouldn't let it. I, would, I just wanted to be able to see later, like, the needle going and all. But he's really, like, funny about that kind of stuff. So he didn't yeah. he didn't let her record. Oh, I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody be like, no, don't record. Interesting. Yeah, some people are just weird, and they're just funny about certain things, especially, yeah. like, some people just, when it comes to, like, being on camera and all, too, I guess, I guess I can kind of understand. Yeah, I was saying I could get that, because I'm like, really I wrestle, I still don't like being a camera. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But, yeah, no, I get it. It's, yeah, I, to each his own, everyone's different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now for my next question, um, now back to wrestling. 
Um, right. So what is one thing about wrestling that you wish you would have known when you first started that you now know now? Oh, um, um, I honestly, I don't know because I was such a nerd before I got into wrestling about wrestling that I would research like so many interviews watch endless like matches and try to like study it and try to take what I would heard from the interview and apply it to whatever I was watching. So like I did my homework before getting into the business. Like obviously once you're in the business, there's certain things that um, you learn that you wouldn't learn just from like a video. Like obviously there's stuff that's just kept in the business, but, um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, I mean, if anything, maybe the, all the, like, there's so much psychology that goes into it, and, like, I guess, we'll, we'll go with that, we'll go with, like, uh, it's called hard cam, I'm sure you've heard hard cam, which means it's, this is the way that you're supposed to perform towards, or whatever, um, but, yeah, so, like, learning that technique, and trying to always make sure that whatever you're doing is also caught on camera, and to make sure that everybody can see it, that's something that I was like very uh and even now still I'm like learning it's like difficult because now it's just like there's so many things going on in your head so yeah um definitely I feel like that would have helped a little bit like I had like a rough idea but I never really applied it until I was in wrestling because I was always like oh just make sure you work out just make sure you you know study and make sure you're like you're somewhat familiar with the moves, you know, I still don't know what half moves are called. It's just horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of moves, so I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like, yeah, the mixture of psychology and then just working in uh, the cameras and whatnot. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Like um, a lot of people might not even realize, you know, how important it is to, you know, when it comes to the camera angles and stuff like that, how you have to position yourself and how you do different things. Um, but like you mentioned, like you watched a lot of interviews. Um, obviously, like the, that's what I do. And I've learned so much from interviewing you all. I've had like I've interviewed over 60 different women. And it's, it's just crazy. Like there's so much about the wrestling business that you really wouldn't know just based on you know, watching, you know, WWE or AEW or whatever. Like you don't really learn much about like what goes on behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. That until you actually talk and listen to the experiences like I I had no idea that there was as many promotions out there schools I didn't know that there were shady schools out there I thought they were all great schools trying to get you to be a you know, great wrestler like I I've you know I've heard the good the bad and it's just and I'm still learning like I feel like every interview I learned something different about the wrestling business and there's just so much to learn and it's 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 cool at the end of the day you know I hate hearing but it is what it is that's life yeah, but you can't have bad without, or you can't have good without bad, and vice versa, you know, yin yang. But, uh, no, yeah, it's, every place and every, no matter where you are, there's always going to, or whatever business that you're involved in, there's always going to be a bad seat, or there's always going to be, like, a bad, or whatever, just like people. Everybody on this planet is not good, so why do you expect that out of everybody that you see? You know what I mean? Yeah. everyone's still human everyone still has their faults um and I don't know it's just like shocking to me that I mean I get it because I was like obviously I'm a fan first 
So like, you're like, oh my God, these people are like, I don't want to say gods because that's not the proper, I don't agree with that. But like, they're just like, oh my God, they're larger than life. And like, you know what I mean? You're looked at as like this huge um, person. So yeah, it's just like when you realize like they're not, it's kind of like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> what happened? But you got to remember, like, I, even though wrestlers, they're still, you see the gimmick and whatnot, there's still a person in there. Like, they're showing you what they want to be seen. Who they are in front of you might not be the person that they are backstage, whether it's good or bad. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a heel, if it's a bad guy in front of you, chances are they're the nicest person backstage. And then vice versa, like, I, I, I'm sure you've heard in interviews and stuff, it's usually the people that are like the most or supposedly the worst or something like that but um I forgot to I think like JBL I don't know I'm such a nerd I'm just like Who's <laughs> but was it, I don't know it was a commentator it doesn't matter anyway but yeah so it's just like it's you, you're never gonna really know unless you know that person backstage or outside of wrestling that's the only way that you're ever truly gonna know a person yeah, I could, uh, I totally agree with that. Um, one thing I will say, like, when I first started doing this, the very first, uh, she wasn't a wrestler. She was an in-ring manager. I'm Sophia Lopez from WOW. Um, she portrays a heel character, a heel manager, and I had no idea what I was, you know, what to expect. I didn't know if she was going to be portraying the character on the thing or whatnot. And during the interview and everything, she was, like, the nicest person in the world. I'm like, wow, like, this is cool. And I've had that so many times. I've had so many heels and, you know, crazy. And I have I had a girl who portrays the, you know, a voodoo queen, and then she's just yeah. a really cool geeky gamer, and we talk mm -hmm. games and stuff like that. Like, it's just, like, you see everything, yeah. and I think it's awesome, Lane. Like you said, like, you don't know, mm -hmm. you know the people behind the stage unless you actually interact with them. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, so, I mean, people are people, good, bad, you know, or you're not always who you, you know might be on TV. Mm -hmm. I might be a good person. <laughs> exactly. You might be a good person. I think you should be nice. <laughs> You can be kind of bitchy, just don't, don't be, being bitchy and hurting people are two different things. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of like staying on the same lines and stuff like that, like you talked about, like, you know, being a fan first and also mm -hmm. you are now a wrestler and now that you have fans, how does it feel like now that the roles reverse, you are the wrestler who has the fans and you have people who want to buy your eight by tens and take pictures with you and interact with you on social media? Like, how does that feel? It's weird, <laughs> like in a good way, in the most like positive way possible. But um, yeah, like I'll even, I don't know, it's just, I don't, I don't know if you, if I get used to it, I feel like I, that would be a bad thing because I don't know. I just feel like it would be a bad thing. I don't think it would happen though. Um, I'll have times where, well, like I'll just be talking or whatever and like, you know, at a show or whatever. And if somebody would be like, oh, so-and-so wants to take a picture with you outside. And I was like, really I was like why <laughs> why what um but yeah it's cool and then there's this one girl too um that uh I actually just I don't just do these shows for her but she's the main reason why I do these shows because she's just her and her dad always go anytime I'm there and she always like gives me like the biggest hug and she's like ah so good to see you so I'm just like oh thank you <laughs> like she gave me like a little perfume bottle <laughs> um but yeah it's always like that and she gave me my first like present so I was just like oh this is cool but I was just like I don't know why but thank you 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because again, it's like like how you said, I'm still even though I'm a wrestler, I'm still a fan. So I'm like, I don't see myself in that light, and especially because I still see like WWE superstars in that light. Like I'm a fan of them. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm nowhere near that level. So why are you do- being so nice to me? But yeah, one day maybe. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like you'd be surprised. Like there are people who look at you know independent wrestling just as much as they look at like WWE and you know? all. Like it's still you're still a wrestler. You're doing the same thing. You know, just because you're not you know on USA being watched by a million doesn't really. I don't look at it as like being any lesser than what you see on TV because there are people too. they're not you know like you know like you just like be surprised that's the the only thing i can say there they like and do all the same things that we do so like as a big fan of indies wrestling uh, you know as i am i always get excited to meet you know you all at the events and stuff like that and it it just it always feels good like i get just as excited as i you know would be to meet like sasha banks or something like that like it's so exciting and fun you know yeah yeah no definitely yeah it's just it's it's cool experience and i mean like from like, our side, too, like, meeting fans and stuff, like, that's definitely, like, we appreciate, like, or at least I do, like, appreciate it so much, because a lot of people, obviously, like, people devote their lives to this, right, so, like, any, like, little ounce of, like, appreciation of that, or, like, people, like, recognizing that means a lot, so I'm, yeah, I just, it's just a surreal, surreal feeling, but, um, kind of tying into the, I don't know what just made me think of it, tying into the previous question you just asked me as far as like what's something that people or what's something that you wanted to know before you became a wrestler to prepare you um they don't prepare you for like even though I'm still like a fan and stuff they still don't prepare you to be like I don't know it's it's like on a lower level now like I was fortunate enough to like train with Mustafa Ali a couple times so I'm like this is WWE this is so cool which it's great obviously And, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, but he's still a person. So it kind of like dumbs it down and brings you back to reality more, which as a person, I'm like, it helps with like the stress and anxiety of meeting people. (laughs) But like, um, from the fan, it's kind of like, oh, like you're, you're, I don't want to say like, you're not up here to me because that sounds shitty, but I mean, like, you're not on the same pedestal that you were when I was a fan, you know what I mean? Because now I'm a part of it. So you have a different perspective on it. So it takes away some of the fan, but it kind of adds to the fan in different ways, though. That makes sense. Did I just rant? I know I rambled. So no, you were perfectly fine. Like that is nothing okay. wrong with you know you know rambling or whatever you want to call. It. But yeah. yeah, it's uh you're absolutely right. Like it it definitely does, and I think that's so cool that you got the train with Ali. Though he is mm-hmm. amazing, and I wish that WWE did a little bit more with him, but I think he's yeah. awesome, and he is so exciting in the ring so exciting yeah. i love he's, that like thing yeah that glows but yeah he's great and i think that's really cool um you know the one girl i had on my show she got the train with um becky and seth so and yeah. she basically says the same thing they're really cool people they're you know they're normal people too you know so yeah yeah and it's like probably like so like if i met john cena or lita like i i, I don't know I'd be scared of the fangirl in me not being the same fangirl anymore. You know what I mean? But I'm like, at the same time, I don't know if that would happen because I don't even know if I'd be able to talk to him. I might just pass out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, wrestling is fun, man. It's interesting. It's a, we're, we're 
Oh, I say that we're the uh, land of, what's it called in the Christmas movie? Like the land of lost toys or something like that? I, I thought you were about to say the land of opportunities. Um, I don't think no. the Christmas thing is the land of dreams, maybe. I don't know. You know where all the toys... Oh, okay, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> but I like all the toys for Christmas that they're kind of like, they're rejects, but like, they're all so cool. I have to we look, try to find, I, like, it, what you're saying rings a bell, but I can't, like, think of it either. It's not Rudolph, is it? It's a claymation movie. It might be, like, Rudolph or something. It doesn't I'm matter. Look, look into that. that. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, what I'm trying to say. I'll exactly. I'm like, it's bad. I'm like, no, it's cool, because we're not societal norms. We're our own thing, and that's what we want, so. Exactly. And um, I, I wanted to bring up too, like I actually met Lita back in 2018. Um, she, I was first in her line. At, it was, she was actually at a horror convention. She was like 30 minutes late to the actual meet and greet. But yeah, I got to meet her. She, um, We talked for a few minutes. She was really nice. It was either right before evolution or right after i forgot but mm -hmm. she had mentioned that the original plan was for her to actually compete against becky lynch but she said they decided mm -hmm. to put becky in the title picture and you know so on and so forth but yeah she was really nice and i thought that was a really good experience meeting her i hope we have evolution, but i hope this evolution is better than the last one as far as um the <laughs> production because <laughs> i was like it was so like dark and it was just like it seemed very sad but i mean maybe that's what they wanted they wanted it to feel like very um what's the word intimate maybe i don't know i don't know i wasn't there but <laughs> it it was a fun event still and i and uh, supposedly the reason why they haven't done it is because ron rouse he's not there to draw a big crowd or stuff like that but i feel like they, if, if that's the case just do it at full sale university or something like that and yeah. you know it it to, to me, I feel like they have to do it. I mean, the fans are wanting it, and they they got a lot of great wrestlers on that roster, and they got even more now than they did then. So it's like they're loaded, and why not? I know. Between <sighs> NXT, you have NXT UK, you have SmackDown, you have Raw, and then it gives an opportunity for the girls that just got, like, signed in NXT to just, like, even if it's something small, like a Battle Royal or something silly. But I'm like, to me, I'm like, having that once a year, I wouldn't say have it, like, a monthly thing because I feel like that's not fair um but if it's like a one once a year thing I don't want to say it's like a Wrestlemania kind of feel because nothing could top Wrestlemania feel but it'll still have its own independent feel where it's something that people look forward to and especially you have all these you know there's I feel like there's more I, you could tell me because you were there but I feel like there's more guys than girls and I don't mean that in like a negative way I mean in a good way because I'm like, that's awesome that like guys are getting so behind us now. And I'm like, you have no idea how long like, we waited for this and not to be like the popcorn, you know, their intermission, whatever. Luckily, I never had to go through that because I probably would have cried a lot. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, oh, I hope they have another one. Mainly too, because I'm like, it's fun to see the matchups. Like I want to see Trish and um, Alexa Bliss like a dream match. They were supposed to have that, weren't they? And then I think they changed it to a tag team match. Yeah, because um, that's when Alexa got like injured or something like that. Um, so they, yeah, they changed it to a tag and then she ended up not even doing the match. She just ended up managing. Um, but yeah, that. And then uh, what was the other one I just saw? Melina and Sasha. Oh, 
I'm like such a Molina fan too. I'm like, you want to talk about heel? Oh my gosh, she is so good at being a female heel. And she's, I feel like she's very underrated. Yeah, she, I unfortunately missed her time in WWE because that was kind of the time where I wasn't watching it, but I've seen clips. She was really good. She seemed like she was ahead of her time a little bit. And I'm surprised that she hasn't made an appearance in the Royal Rumble yet. Like she, everyone keeps talking about her every year and we still don't see her. I feel like, you know, we'll probably get her soon within the next year or two, hopefully. I, I remember there being a rumor like several months ago that she had signed with WWE. Obviously that didn't happen, but like, you know, her name gets circulated a lot with WWE. So I feel like it's a matter of time before she actually comes back in some kind of capacity. Yeah. Cause Victoria, which I was so freaking excited. Um, so I was just like, yeah, then maybe next year I'll be Molina or something like that. But yeah, yes. I don't know. Um, she's, yeah, she's definitely cool. Definitely, like you said, ahead of her time. And I'm like, if she was competing with the women of today and if she was given the time back then that's allowed today, whole different ballpark. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of women that I would just – I wish that were still wrestling or a part of this era. Like, um, AJ Lee, that would have been a lot of dream matches. Um, oh. Gail Kim would have been cool to see in this era. Um, I could just go on, but, like, wow, like – and especially with AJ, like, she left right before, like, the Four Horsewomen came up from yeah. NXT, so it's like, she just missed it. Yeah. And she's still maybe, like, early 30s, so she could easily come back and do full-time if she wanted to, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she's cool. But uh, you mentioned Evolution. I, I'm, I'm really wanting um, uh, the Mae Young Classic to come back as well, because yeah. that was... That was fun because me being a big fan of, you know, the women's independent pro wrestling, I got to mm-hmm. see a lot of the women come and wrestle, and I thought that was cool. A lot of them signed. Like, I was a fan of Mia Yim before she came, yeah. Dakota Kai, and so on, and like, I thought that was, like, really cool getting to see all these women get these opportunities, and I discovered a lot more, too. Like, Tony Storm, like, I discovered her at the Mayhem class. I was like, wow, this, she's so great now. Look at her, you know, thriving in, w, in NXT, so. That's when I fell in love with Rhea Ripley. When she had long hair. <laughs> I was like, I could tell, too. I'm like, well, because I played soccer for a long time, and they mentioned how she played soccer. So, like, automatically, I was like, oh, I like her. Uh, but, um, yeah, she just, like, I just liked how she, like, you could tell she was nervous, but she still, like, how she carried herself. And you could tell she was totally, like, and she'll even admit to it, I think. Like, she was just being generic baby face. And I'm like, but I'm so happy with, like, where she is now. I'm like, you are such a badass. I'm like, I loved you then. I'm like, I'm in love with you now. Like, I swear to God. I'm like, she's so cool to me. But, um, yeah, fangirling over here. Don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, but, like, someone like her. And because of that, because of the Mae Young Classic, we have the Rhea Ripley of today. So I'm just like, yeah, I definitely hope that they bring that back. Um, I know they have, like, an actual 205 Live now. But they should still, to me, I feel like bring back the 205 tournament because I'm like, there's so many guys on the Indies right now that I feel like deserve that spot. Or at least to, if you don't want to sign them, at least they deserve like some kind of spot. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what I loved about both the May Young and the 205 Live, that they give those opportunities and they're like, are you going to capitalize on this? Are you going to make something of this? Is this going to light a fire under your ass sort of situation? So. Um, yeah, hopefully they bring those back. Hopefully the world gets back to normal and all of this will happen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what they're waiting for, for some of the things. Um, but because I know like um, AEW does it with uh, their, what was that? 
Did they say that they're going to bring it back this? Supposedly, they were supposed to bring it back this summer. Man I don't class? know. I didn't hear about that. Um, I hope they do, but we'll just kind of see. I, I don't know by this if they're waiting for a crowd or not, because I don't think they'll have a crowd. Yeah. Until because supposedly things aren't going to get back to normal until like late summer, early fall, from what I heard. So I don't know when it comes to crowds and arenas. I don't know how that plays and what their yeah. uh, requirements to get that kind of back normal kind of thing. Um, last yeah. I heard for like baseball and football and all September's the earliest they're going to have a crowd. So I don't know if wrestling's going to be different or not. Well, well, I'm sure they mean like full crowd because you got to think for the Super Bowl, they had like 10,000 or 16,000 people in there or something like that. So WrestleMania is having, I think, uh, like 10,000 people or so because of that. Because, you know, Vince, he's like, well, if they're going to do it, we're going to do it too. Exactly. So. You know, Vince wants that money and WrestleMania is their biggest cash, you know, payday. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they're going to go to WrestleMania with nothing. The only thing is I wonder if they're going to do like the two-day thing again. Or if they're just going to do a one-day event. I, I kind of hope they do the two-day thing. I, I really like that. It, yeah. Instead of just sitting there being burnt out, watching seven hours of wrestling, it kind yeah. of, you know, divides it a little bit. And, it, you know, I, I liked it how they did it. And I wouldn't mind if they did that, like, every year. But with a full stadium and with things back to normal, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we need to make – like, I like the concept, but I – feel like I agree like obviously I mean I love wrestling so wrestling all the time is not going to be a problem for me uh <laughs> but like I Wrestlemania being two days if that's going to be the new thing like Wrestlemania is a two-day event now that's awesome but at the same time I feel like in a sense it takes away from Wrestlemania a little bit because now your anticipation of it is now worn off from the first day if you know what I mean does that make sense? Yeah, I know so what like, you yeah. Maybe like a baby mania or something. <laughs> Call it like, because, you know, they have the NXT takeover like Friday and then Saturday was like day one and then Sunday was day two. So baby mania, hashtag baby mania. Yeah, I, I do feel like in, in a sense it kind of made it feel a little less important since they kind of had it in two days. But at the same time, it gave me like two days of something to look forward to. So it kind yeah. of... 50-50 on, you know, that whole exactly. That's how I am. I'm like, I like it, but I'm like, I also like the authentic, like, WrestleMania feel. I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. Like, it's going to be this Sunday. Can't wait till Sunday. All these you matches, know? yeah. Like, I would get all the yeah. food set up and all, but then usually, like, the last, like, two to three hours of the show, I would just be so, like, kind of on the couch because, you know, I, I, I always have a few beers and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. And now, like, I'm not feeling good. But, yeah, like, it, it goes both ways. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks is I don't want to go – we can't, like, go all out both nights with food and drinks and stuff like that. So it kind of has to, like, once again – yeah. Don't pull up Brady. <laughs> yeah, pull up Brady. I'm not going to be throwing around – you know, my PlayStation 4 or something like yeah, that. Right. Catch. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he did that still. I know, but again, it's Brady, so I'm like... You can do whatever you want. That's you know. spiral. <laughs> Perfect spiral. You ever see Ted 2? I know. You never... Oh, my God. You gotta see it. He's in it. He, um... Okay, so, for those of you who know, or don't know, it's gonna get kind of graphic. Um, Pretty much the concept of the story. Have you seen the first one at least? Do you know? No. Come on, man. You're killing me. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. You're fine. Um, obviously, Ted's about a teddy bear. Get it? Ted's teddy bear. Um, with Mark Wahlberg, who is his owner slash friend person. Um, in the second movie, 
Ted, well, in the first movie, Ted got married. In the second movie, now he wants him and his wife want to have a kid. Obviously, he's a teddy bear. He can't produce children. So like, oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta find like the best sperm out there or whatever. You know, this kid really has to, you know. And who better to go to in Boston than Tom Brady himself? Oh my God! It's like there's like the uh, air conditioning, like the AC dudes or whatever that they're. Oh, we're just coming to check out your whatever. Um, and they break it to get into the house because he opened the windows and stuff. Obviously, because it's hot in there now. And they pretty much are like just standing there with the sheet over, and you just see Brady laying down. They're obviously like looking at his penis um and they're just like wow it's just like a golden light like was out they're just like oh my god it's magnificent and stuff like that they're like and as they're trying to like argue who's gonna get it in the cup um brady wakes up he's like what are you guys doing in here blah blah, blah. and scares mark, War- mark Wahlberg. i think he runs out and then uh <laughs> brady goes and take your teddy bear with you so he picks up ted and he throws him Mark catches him outside and he's like, whoa, perfect spiral. <laughs> it's so dorky. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's definitely, it's funny. It's definitely funny. I love those movies. Uh, I definitely have to. I love Mark Wahlberg. I just, I haven't seen anything recent from him within year, you know, recent years, but yeah, he's a great actor. I still, I still never seen the Transformer movies he played in either. I kind of refuse to see it without Shia LaBeouf, but yeah. That's what I said. I said, I feel like like Shia LaBeouf, like I know, like people. I guess Transformers is like I didn't know how nerdy Transformers were. I didn't know like there was like I think there's like comics and stuff of it or something like that. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But um, so to me, I just thought Transformers was the like the first movie that came out was the Transformers, and I found out like no, and like Shia LaBeouf shouldn't have been playing it, and it didn't. They ruined the story and all this stuff, and I was like, I liked it. <laughs> And I have a crush on Shia, so it's all good. Yeah, I, I was never a fan of Transformers until I actually saw the movie. Like, I never cared for the cartoons or the toys or anything like that. But when um, I heard a lot of hype about it, I was like, wow, this is really good. And then, of course, you had a crush on Shia LaBeouf. I had yeah, a crush yeah. on Megan Fox. So, yeah. like, that kind of got me into being coming to fan, too. And same yeah, thing, like, yeah. she left after, like, the second movie. So, kind of, like, when they had her, didn't have her on the third one, I was like, that kid's is kind of weird. Yeah, no, it wasn't the same. Yeah, I like, I'm a fan of hers, too. I like her a lot. You ever see Jennifer's Body? Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, she did good on that. Um, But yeah, no, I'm a fan of hers, too. And same thing, like, without them two in it, I'm like, it doesn't have that same feel to me. But, like, the newer movies, everybody liked, I think. So I'm like, eh, I like Mark Wahlberg, so I'll give it a try. Yeah, I eventually want to see it one day. I just, I just never think of it. <laughs> I just, when I do think of it, I'm like busy or something like that. So it's one of those things I'll eventually get to one day down the road. Yeah. I know I have to have like a laundry list because I'm like, otherwise I forget of what movies I have to watch or want to watch or something like that. Right now I'm like trying to catch up on the Marvel movies because I'm trying to understand WandaVision more. Uh, okay, let's see. I haven't watched a Marvel movie and I don't even know how long. I saw the first Avengers and that was it. Um, I'm more like I'm a DC guy, so I watch a lot of the DC movies, but I could um, never really like other than like the old Spider-Man movies with um Tobey Maguire. Like I just couldn't really get into many of the Marvel movies. Yeah, and that's, yeah, so we're in the same boat. Yeah, that's and it's like I found out there's like this whole new world of like, um, like comics and stuff like that. And same thing. I I was only into 
which I, it took me a minute to figure out there was a difference between Marvel and DC. I'm just like, they're all comics. Like, why does it matter? Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I didn't realize, I guess I was a DC fan because I was always a fan of the Joker and, like, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, like, started over there, and now I'm in Marvel, and I'm catching up. I saw, like, end, I saw, like the end of Marvel, and now I'm catching up on the beginning, so. Yeah, there's a lot of hype with, like, end games and all that. Like, it piqued my interest, and I kind of want to see it. Um, I, I just, I, I think I like it, too. Like, yeah, I never I hated them. any of the Marvel movies. It's just something mm-hmm. that just never really drew me into actually wanting to actually watch them. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up, like, I'm a 90s kid, so Batman was popular in the oh, 90s, so that's kind yeah. of, I, I've always stuck with Batman, you know, but yeah. the Batman universe is great. Oh, my God, yeah. I used to watch, um, I'll even go as far back as, you know, the corny little Batman and Robin TV show that was, like, mm-hmm. on the old networks and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember watching that as well, yeah. I watched, yeah, I watched that all the time. That was, like, my, like, I think they were on, like, Saturdays and Sundays or something like that. Yeah, I'd watch that. It's always, like, they punch, and it's, like, kapow! <laughs> so I'm, like, it's so dorky. But, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, Batman's the best. Um, and, of course, you know, I love Harley Quinn as well. Oh, my God. I oh, she's, she's the Marvel best. Marvel, yeah. yeah, she deserved her own movie, and I'm glad she finally got it. Like, and Birds of Prey was awesome. Yeah, she, I want, I, she said that she's pretty much pushing for a bunch of Harley movies, because she's like, I love her playing her, and there's so many layers to her. Um, So I know one movie she said she's trying to get going is what was supposed to be the original Suicide, which was supposed to be a, a Suicide Squad between her and Jared Leto that um she wants to have a movie just based on their relationship sort of thing hmm. so i'm like that would be like joker and harley i'm like that would be so cool to me because i'm like i i feel like we were teased and then that was taken away from us for suicide squad and that's what everybody wanted to see and like he was in the movie for like five minutes i was like what are you doing yeah and he wasn't in the birds of prey one at all so it's yeah. i feel like they need a movie so we can see their relationship together and them kind of team up and rob banks or whatever they did together you know that kind of stuff levels for their relationship too you know what i mean i'm like Mm -hmm. and they get like um because i'm i because i'm harley nerd as well so like i've researched her and her story and whatnot and um just like knowing like i said like the stuff that she went through with joker and like uh she got in other relations with other people and I'm like that would be cool to watch you know so yeah many layers Harley fan over here definitely <laughs> yeah definitely me too I have to send you a picture of some of my Funkos and I'm done recording but yeah I, I recently started collecting her Funkos so huh did you get the glow in the dark one the um uh, the black light pop I've seen that on Amazon. No, um, I the ones I bought were all from the store. But um, I, when I was looking on Amazon trying to find other ones, I saw that and I, I piqued my interest. But it was a little bit more expensive, so I was like, "Ugh." Oh yeah. Yeah. So that. eventually, I want to get it. I want the one where she's like wearing like the pink pajamas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. That's cool. I don't know. I want all the Harleys. Give me all the Harleys. <laughs> yeah, I've seen on TikTok, like, some people got, like, I didn't know they had as many Harley Quinn fungos as they did, but, like, some people, they got, like, a good, like, 20, 30 of them. Like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just know, um, because obviously in the, like, wrestling, a lot of 
wrestlers are like pop collectors. So like, I'm not one yet. I am trying to fight it. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many cool ones. Like I follow like Funko Pop and stuff like that. So I'll see them. And I'm like, but I'll, and it's funny, like I'll encourage other people to get them, but I'm like, I'm yet to like get one for myself sort of thing. Um, but my friend for my birthday, she's cute. She did give me the John Cena pop, the one that you can't, the transparent one. Cause you can't see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I was like, it's so witty. I love it. It's so cool. Um, and then she got me the Trish Stratus pop. I'm like, Ooh. cool. Yeah. The one where she's like in the white, like the white crop top with the pink detailing whatever um but yeah and then I'm like cool now you need a Lita pop I'll that'll start like my that'll start my obsession maybe if they make Lita I'll definitely start buying pops yeah that's kind of like for me I just I got a Saucer Banks one just because I like getting Saucer Banks stuff and then I was like oh the Naomi one looks cool and then I was like okay I'm like get just my favorite wrestlers and then when I went mm-hmm. to the store and I saw the Harley Quinns I was like you know what? I'll get this one yeah. and then I got the <laughs> other I know <laughs> exactly that's that's how it happens i mean when they when they first come out they're not expensive like 10 maybe 20 bucks so they're reasonably priced the only thing is that they come out with like special onesies like funko collectors go crazy over them and like it's it's insane i'm aware aware of the pop game (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty intense like people you know they yeah but um so yeah (laughs) So now for Sorry. fun, no, we good, we good. I love when it gets a little off topic. I think it's actually fun. Okay. But for my final question, I, pro- I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So if you got hired by WWE, whether it was an actual like two, three year contract, or if it was just like a one-time thing, if you had a match at WrestleMania and you could have it against anyone on the current roster or a legend, who would it be? Can I just like can it be a multi-man match or does it have to be a single? <laughs> it can be uh, if you want it to be a triple threat, fatal four-way, six-pack challenge, whatever you want. <laughs> so my dream match and like when I say dream, it's like the chances of this happening are slim to none kind of dream match is uh, a ladder match at WrestleMania, but it has to be at Wrigley Field. Which I feel like that would be cool the first time at a baseball field. Because um, it has to be in Chicago, of course. But, um, yeah, it would be Lita in there. be Trish, Molina. And I even want to, like, throw some guys in there. Like, Cena, Jeff Hardy, Edge. Um, but, like, yeah. And, like, I don't – yeah. Like, I feel like that would just be a fun, like – it makes no sense kind of match. But I'm, like, I'd be so down for it. But if anything, if I had to pick, obviously it would be like Lita in a ladder match or something like that. But yeah. And when I said like I think I knew who it is, I, I was expecting Lita. Um, I think yeah. it's really cool to no one has ever been like I, I've had people bring up stipulations, but no one has ever been as specific to name like a location yeah. and and then you know no one's ever had multi man or even added men to the match. So I think that's uh, yeah. really interesting that you know your yeah, section. Right. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> But um, Miss Aketa, so this was really fun having you on the show. I mean, we got to talk about literally like so many different things, non-wrestling related. I think that's cool sports, Funko yeah, Pop, yeah. DC, all that. that. That's really dope. Um, anyone, you know, who's listening, I'm sure they learned a lot about you. And that's what 
people want to do. They like they like learning about their favorite wrestlers, new wrestlers, whatever. So uh, this was oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Miss Okay, did you want to let everyone know where to find you on social media? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are uh, MissaKate11, which is M-I-S-S-A-K-A-T-E. Uh, people keep saying Miss Kate. They forget the A. That's okay. But there's an A in there. Uh, but MissaKate11 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Facebook, I only have like a fan page because I keep my Facebook personal for my uh, own friends and family outside of the business, which you can find me at MissaKate. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, the links in the bio, they can take you to additional links of mine, such as like my Patreon, my YouTube channel, which I do a little vlog, which I have one coming out uh, soon. I'm going to be working on it very shortly, actually. Um, it's going to be a, like a short little uh, vlog. But yeah, and I have a podcast called the Agree to Disagree Podcast with my trainer, Bryce Benjamin. So um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place <laughs> but yeah um, definitely I'm most active on Instagram so reach out talk I'm down to talk um but if you have any questions ask there um I think I got everything I'm not good the social media so I will make sure I will put all the links for everything in the bio below um mm -hmm. so make sure you all follow her um also make sure you sub us on YouTube follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram thank you all for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling and thank you again Miss Kate for joining us today yeah well, um, thank you too <laughs> no problem at all bye everyone bye